What's going on, everybody? We're back for the episode, another episode of the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. It's episode number 40, and I'm with my man, Keon Pearson. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about yourself, brother? I'm good, man. So I have been, I started following you like, I don't know, six months ago or something like that. And I've seen you kind of at different shows. And I kind of knew I wanted to have you on the podcast once I saw your physique. It's absolutely phenomenal. You have one of the best physiques in the IFBB, and I don't think enough people know and that's why I wanted to have you on. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. I know it's been a hassle for us, you know, for the contact. We try to get on here, but now we're on here, and I'm yeah. excited to talk some things out with you, brother. Yeah, no, it's um, – I wonder why – I'm curious why – like, I honestly, when I look at your physique, I see, like, one of the, one of the best up-and-coming physiques, but I don't feel like enough people know. I know all the insiders know. I know all the guys know who you are but I don't feel like enough people really know how good you really are. Do you think that, what do you think that comes from? Just got to show up more, man. Just got to do more, you know, show my face more, do more shows. I haven't really competed that much, man, in the pro. I turned pro in uh, 17. I didn't actually do my pro debut until the end of 2018. I was a Tampa pro. Okay. And um, I was up and coming brand new. And then, you know, did the Arnold New York pro in Olympia. How, uh, are you 25 years old? Yeah, I just turned 25 in February. What's it feel like to be 25 and be fourth place at the Olympia? Uh, it still hasn't hit me yet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I still think about it to this day that um, I think about the bodybuilders back in the day, man. There wasn't even Olympia, you know, at the age of 25. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I look back at it, I'm like, that's a, it's a big deal, you know? Dude, you know, at 25 years old, I was still trying to get my pro card. Like, you're... And I'm I'm not like a phenom by any means, but anybody anybody I know, most of the guys now at 25 are are not anywhere near Olympia level. So I'm still chasing a pro card and stuff, man. That's what I'm saying. So how did that? And then I hear other things like we're skipping <clears throat> over we're skipping over a bunch of stuff. So we're gonna go back and talk about it all. Okay. But but I also hear that you're you were natural for a long time. Yes, um, people don't believe it. Um, I don't give a damn they don't believe it or not, bro. I know what I put in my body. I, I wake up to myself every day, and um, I did the Arnold Classic natural. Um, when, when, when was that? Arnold Classic last year. Last, you did that natural? Yeah. Oh, okay, wait. I got this. That's, and you, where did you place at the Arnold Classic? Uh, fourth. Okay. For those of you who don't know, I just want to – I'm going to share my screen because I want to show people what we're talking about. Um, I want to show them your physique for those of you, those people who don't know you. This is Keon Pearson's Instagram. If you guys want to follow him, uh, this is Keon underscore Pearson. Um, so you were natural last year at the Arnold's. Yeah, I don't have no Arnold pictures on there. I, 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 I hated my physique so much. I was so soft. I literally deleted all my pictures. Really? It was, yeah, seriously. But where I did just, you, where did you place? At the Arnold? Yeah. I got fourth at the, I got fourth place at the Arnold. But you but didn't like the way you looked. No, not at all. Not at all. I didn't use diuretic. I was soft as shit, man. And it's crazy for me saying that on here, but that's honestly how I felt, and I wasn't. This is where this is at last year's Olympia. That was Olympia last year. So this is one of the one of the main things I wanted to ask you about. So you're fourth place at the Olympia, and I actually felt like you could have been higher. How did you feel about your placing? Um. No, I don't want to – I'm not trying to start any drama. I just, like – No, no. Um, 
I just feel that um, I think I got what I deserve. Um, yeah. I was, I, I'm new. It's basically my first whole year, you know, competing. And, um, you know, Chris, Breon, they put their time in. George put their time in. They was three great competitors. So, I mean, I feel like I was placed where I should have been. Um, I'm not mad at all. I mean, that's yeah. my first Olympia, first yeah. call out. So, I, I can't be pissed off about it. Where? What was your weight here? Uh, I was 178. 178. That looks like that looks like 220. <laughs> it's incredible, man. So, Thank you, brother. okay. So, where did you? What was your first show? Where did you start? Very first show ever. Yeah. Uh, 2016, I did uh, the Georgia Championships. That was why, in Atlanta, Georgia. Why did you get into? Why did you start competing? Because I see some stuff on your Instagram that you played football and things like that. So, what? Where did the competing come from? Um, this one of those things where people in the gym told me I should always do a show. You should compete. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I know nothing about it. Um, eventually, you know, I started surrounding myself around bodybuilders, like Ivy pros training at old school gyms. Mm. I still haven't competed yet. They persuaded me from there. I always had the bug in my ear. I did my first show. The rest was history. And I fell in love with it, man. So you say the rest was history, but did you, so you won your first show, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. So your first show you win, that was a, like a regional show? It was, um, yes, it was, um, yep, it was, it was a national qualifier. Okay. And then you went from, what was the show after that, that you did? I did the Lee Haney Classic. That was at, uh, that was, I think I was like beginning of 2017. I did the Lee Haney Classic. I did middleweight bodybuilding. And, um, oh, you were bodybuilding. So when did, when did you move? So the first couple shows you did, you were bodybuilding? No. So I started Classic Physique when it first came out in 16. Yeah. When it first came out. And then the judge somehow said you should do bodybuilding. So I tried bodybuilding a few months later. And I did middleweight bodybuilding at the Lee Haney Classic. And how'd you do there? I won that too as well. <laughs> okay. So then after that show, where do you go? I did um, during USA and got my pro card. Oh, I didn't know they gave away pro cards at the Junior USA. Yeah, of course. I, di I didn't know that. Okay, so. Yeah, really? I thought it was just at the USA and the Nationals. I didn't know the Junior. No, no. Oh. All, all these national shows give away pro cards, man. Okay, so the Junior USA, were you, did you bodybuild or classic there? Uh, classic, no bodybuilding. So you switched back? Yeah, I went back to classic physique because they told me I should do classic physique at Lee Haney. So I went back. <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know. I did classic at Junior USA, so. So, you, and then you won your pro card there? Yes. Did you win the overall or just your class? No, I was, man, this was humongous, bro. It yeah. Was, it was stacked, but no, I, I was happy I got it in my class. It was like, it was out of 32 guys, so I was happy. Yeah. Okay. So then after you get your pro card, you wait till the end of 18? Mm-hmm. Over the end of 18, I did a Tampa Pro. I hadn't had the money back then, man, so all I could afford was literally just to drive there with my coach. Yeah, I'll never forget, man. I did that show with uh, only had a hundred dollars in my name. 2018, it was a hundred bucks in my name. I was like, "Fuck, I don't know how I'm gonna get my food." Peak week, like it was stressful, bro. It was stressful. So it kind of yeah. shatters the dream. That everybody thinks like once you get your pro card, you're gonna start rolling in the dough. Yeah, man. It's so how'd you get hard, bro? So how'd you get to the show with a hundred bucks? How'd you manage? Well, my coach, luckily, he had got an Airbnb. I told him my situation. Um, he helped me out. And so I drove with him in the team and, you know, I didn't really have to spend the money. He helped me out through the whole process. And I'll never forget, I, I played second at Tampa Pro and I had a thousand dollars for my first check. I was like, damn, I'm balling, bro. <laughs> I'm balling. 
<laughs> and um, I'm telling you, bro, I stressed that thousand dollars for months. I didn't even touch that <laughs> shit. People don't realize, man. Like you know, this part is expensive, man. Especially you know, coming yeah. for you, coming from man, it's yeah. just hard. And, um, well, it's interesting that you say that because you're saying it's expensive, and you were still natural at that time. Yeah. So you, you weren't even spending you weren't even spending money on other things that guys spend money on. Here no, man. My even my first coach offered me. Uh, it's funny. I, I first met my coach, and he he was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna put you this and that, this mm-hmm. and that." I was like, "No, I don't even have the funds for this shit to even keep up doing it." You know. Yeah. So. So what was so what was so since you touched on it, what was is that what. Is that why you stayed natural? Was it more money or was it just because you didn't want to? Or what was the... I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to. And I definitely had people in my ear saying, you got good genetics, just reach your genetic potential. Yeah. Just keep going, you know? And I was like, yeah, honestly, I was scared to do it. I yeah. know nothing about it. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it. And I felt yeah. like I didn't need it to. Yeah. It sounds like you had a lot of smart people helping you at the beginning. I did 100%. So after Tampa, you take second. I'm sure a, bunch of, I'm sure a lot of people probably noticed you after that. Mm. Yeah, I got second next to Henry Pierre. He was a really good athlete. Yeah, yeah, he is. He was fucking huge, man. He dorked yeah. everybody. That <laughs> well, day. well, he came. He came from being a super heavyweight. Yeah, but, I didn't know who came from bodybuilding at the time. Uh, yeah. So who who noticed you after? Like, what was the first person that noticed you that was important that noticed you after Tampa Bay? Did you get any sponsorships, or how did that? Flex happen? Willer. Flex Willer was the first person that noticed me. He, um, I didn't. The, the weight skills be kind of fucked up sometimes at shows and stuff. And apparently I didn't make weight twice. So I'm outside, literally running outside, doing push-ups, burpees, sit-ups, like circuits, like 10 sets of whatever. Yeah. Outside, sweating my ass off trying to make weight. And Flex was like, come here, son, I got you. We went over there. He was like, you good. You can go back there. Made weight without even making weight. What do you, okay, <laughs> wait yeah. a minute. It was crazy, bro. It he was just, crazy, bro. He just had a talk with somebody. Is that why? Yeah. I yeah. literally kept trying to make weight, and I could not make weight because the scale was so off. Okay. I was like 100, and they, they hyped me wrong. Yeah. They hyped me at 5'4", I'm 5'5", five, five, so I had yeah. to lose five more pounds, which I thought was BS at the time. Yeah. And I'm literally the only person trying to make weight. I'm just, just drenched in sweat. Outside, yeah. looked like a fool, and then Flex was like, I got you, brother. And That's from awesome. there, that was it. And then I think three days after Tampa Pro, I had a message from Flex Wheeler. I was like, whoa, this, this can't be real. So wait a minute. So you knew you knew who Flex Wheeler was? Like, you knew how I, – I knew who he was, but never talked to him a day in my life until that Tampa Pro. So you knew how important it was that he was helping you? Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a, it was a big-ass deal. And he, he messaged me. Yeah. And he messaged you before, three days before you said? I'm sorry, three days after Tampa Pro. Three days after. And what, what was the message about afterwards? It was just about, you know, your, your genetic potential. You can do a lot of things in the future. You know, you can be the next big thing. And he said he wanted to help me. And I was like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. You know? So did he start coaching you or was he more like guiding you through like sponsorship? He was a coach slash uh, mentor for me. Okay. He was a coach class mentor. I mean, I, I definitely learned a lot of stuff in the game with him. You How know, old were just, you at that time? Uh, I was like 23. 25 so now. 23. So you're, 20, so you're 23, you're 24, and you got Flex Wheeler, possibly probably the biggest bodybuilding icon of all time, calling you to help you. I mean, is yeah. that – did it sink in at all that what was going on? Um. 
once we started working together and I started traveling, um, shit, just chilling at his house, I was like, damn, I'm in this man's house. Like, <laughs> I'm sure these people don't let people in their house like that, yo. So I'm like, yeah. no, and it, it, was, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Um, I met tons of cool people, bro. I mean, I had the chance to go to Ghost Gym, pose in front of Chris Cormier. Yeah. All the legends, you know, in the posing room. That shit was epic, dog. I mean, yeah. That, well, that's, there's so many people that have posed in that spot. They probably felt like yeah. crazy to be there, especially with two legends like that. Yeah, man. It was, it was at least like five legends there, bro. And like the whole ghost gym looking at me, I was like, I can get used to this shit right here. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, man. So where do you where do you live? Or where do you live right now? Or what state? I'm in Atlanta, bro. Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Are you you plan on moving to California at all or are you cool in Atlanta? Um so I, was, I don't know if you know, but um PJ Braun is my coach now. Yeah. I was gonna I was working. yeah, I was gonna touch on that. Go go on though. Yeah, I, I've been working with him, so I'm actually going to move to Florida. Coastal okay. where he's at in Boca. Yeah. So So what happened with Flex? So how long did you how long did Flex help you and work with you? Uh we trained throughout the whole Arnold. Throughout the okay. whole Arnold. And um that's and why that we felt like this. Huh? Sorry, that was the Arnold last year? Yeah. Not last 19. year. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. And he coached you for that. Um, and you did that show natural. Yes. Okay. Um, and he was one of the biggest people that told me you should stay natural. You should just keep doing it natural because of your genetics. I mean, he's mm-hmm. seen me every single day pose with me. He saw, he saw shit that he couldn't believe a natural person had. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just keep going natural. Just keep doing it. That's exactly what I did. And wow, man. That's unbelievable. I, I How much, how much hate have you endured or bullshit have you endured from telling people you're natural? A lot of hate. And I never, and the bad thing about it was, so what started the whole rant was um, PJ, my coach or whatever, he was like, let's do a blood test. So one day I thought I was going to the gym to train, to work out. He pulled up to a doctor office to get a blood test. I was like, well, what the hell? I'm like, where are we at? He's like, you're getting your blood test done. He was like, you nervous? I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. He's like, I'm sure you're not nervous. I guess trying to make me nervous and telling myself, like, no, I'm positive. And the blood work came, everything was perfectly fine. Um, so he was trying to test you? Yeah, he was trying to test me. He was trying to, and, trying to, uh, trying to, trying to, trying to call your bluff. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. He was just, it just, it just, it was just mind blowing for him too as well. He believed it, but I have the other percentage, like, he didn't believe it, you know? It was just unreal for him. And then, he believed it ever since. And I was like, you know, once people saw the videos, like, oh, he could have took this months ago, a year ago. I was like, I have nothing to lie about. And, you know, I have so much hate people saying that's the boy that claimed Natty, which I never said that. I never, ever put natural on my social media. Just from that one video, yeah. people just, you know, put the rant. And I've been having hate ever since. I still get troll messages to this day. And it don't bother me no more, man. It's, it don't. It doesn't even matter. It's just... You don't have to believe me. It's genetic freaks out there. I don't know why people, I mean, I know it's hard, it's hard for people to believe, but I don't know why it's impossible for them to believe that every single person on earth, there's not one person or a handful of people that could be genetically blessed. It's not unbelievable. And the other thing I, the other thing I think to myself is you really have no reason to lie about it. So why would you like, nobody cares. We're not, we don't live in like in the seventies where it's like, it's an evil thing. Nobody cares anymore. So no, I don't see any reason that you'd have to lie. So no. what, um, so after you leave Flex Wheeler, you go to 
you go to work with PJ Braun? Does he sign you to Blackstone, or how does that how does that come? Well, about? I signed with Blackstone when I was working with uh, Flex Wheeler. Okay. He, he introduced me to PJ Braun, and um, that's why I started working with Blackstone throughout my whole Arnold prep. So they supported me, and helped me out tremendously. Uh, it's like my life changed overnight from there. Well, I was and, I was going to ask you, what was it like having? Uh, what was it like all of a sudden having a contract and a sponsorship and like money yeah, to kind of do your? Th- it was unreal. It was the most money I ever saw in my life. And I was like, wow. And it just, you know, traveling and doing photo shoots, videos all the time. Like, you know, I took my first airplane flight last year. I mean, 2018. Never flew a plane before. <laughs> Scared of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was flying like every other week. I was like, wow, like this is how it feels to be sponsored and yeah. constantly doing stuff, you know? Yeah. And it was amazing, man. I still love it. You should know, though, that doesn't feel like that for everybody. Like, you have you have a physique that I think people are going to want to fly around to do mul- multiple photo shoots and multiple videos. And if, you know, PJ's smart, so he's going to want to try and expose you as much as possible. But that doesn't, doesn't happen for everybody. So you should be proud of, like, you know, what you got going. Um, what – so you work with P- – now – so you switched coaches. How was it switching from Flex to PJ? Was there any issue there? Uh, it, it, was, it was hard. It was hard. A lot of drama going on. Um, really? Yeah, just a lot of people on. I don't know what the fuck people talk about on Instagram, but they just make stories out their asshole. <laughs> and they just made up stuff, bro. Just saying that I left Flex for money. I have no idea where they get this stuff from. Mm. Literally, I just, you know, uh, we cut we cut ways. And um, just because, you know, in the industry, sometimes you got to go what's best for you. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ was, you know, was the best for me to further my career a little bit more in bodybuilding and stuff, and that's what I did. And, you know. So you did you tell like Flex was doing your diet and your training and everything, or no? Uh, mainly my diet and stuff. So you told Flex you're like I'm going to switch and move over to PJ and let PJ take over my diet. Yeah, we were just talking and stuff and um, chopping it up, and um, that was that. And people started noticing that me, I was me and Flex wasn't posting pictures together. Yeah. And for a long time, but we all we had so many videos and pictures together. We was constantly posting each other and stuff, and it stopped yeah. for like a month. And that's when I started getting DMs. You still work with Flex? Yeah. And then from there, like I said, I don't know. People just started making rumors, and you know how that goes. People talk. Were you and Flex okay though, or was there an issue? Was Flex okay with it? Um, at first, he wasn't okay with it. Okay. You know, as a coach, he felt like, you know, we built that big bond. It was like a big brother bond. You know, I met his family. He took that very seriously. You know, like, I don't let people around my family like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, stuff like that. After a while, he understand it, you know, and now we're cool. You know, okay. I talk That's to him good. every other day, check on him, see how he's doing. And so we're good, you know. He's happy for me. So what, after the Arnold, um, what show have you done? What show qualified you for the Olympia? Was that the Arnold that qualified you? No, um, I did New York Pro. Okay, how'd you do there? I won New York Pro. What was the difference? Oh God! Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything well, I just because you said because you said your Arnold pictures were so bad that you deleted them. Yes. And then you see the New York Pro pictures, and I, I saw some of them. You look amazing, and you won. So what was the drastic difference? Because there's only a couple months between those two shows. I think it's like three or four months between those two shows. About three and a half months. So what was, the, what was the change? 
Well, that's when uh, I started some good stuff going on, and, and, and that's when the body changed, and I was just more harder. I was yeah. more harder than I was in Arnold. I was full, rounder. My muscle bellies were popping way more. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a whole – it was just a whole other, you know, key on it. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what – I feel like after that win, that's what woke up a lot of people, like what mm-hmm. I'm capable of, of doing. Yeah. You know, I felt very bad about the Arnold because I was such I was I was a really big hype going to the Arnold Classic, you know. Yeah. I was a new kid on the block, Keon on the good, and I felt like I disappointed a lot of people because I didn't bring that package. Mm-hmm. And so New York definitely, you know, relieved me and, and, and just, you know, put my name in a lot of people's ears and mouths and stuff, man. And so then that. So then you get ready for the Olympia. Now are you working with PJ at this time? Yes, I did uh, New York Pro and Olympia with PJ. And you take fourth at the Olympia, and now you're – what are you doing now? So what was – is that the first or second Olympia you did? No, that's my first. That's the first Olympia. Yes. So your first Olympia, you take fourth. Is there a lot of buzz around that time or no? What you mean? Like, is there a lot of people talking more about you? Is your name out there a oh, lot more? People calling yeah, you, sure. like – you know, Yeah, for I, sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my following definitely went up. The page that you see now, that's my old profile. My oh, okay. old, that's my new profile. My old page got hacked back in November. Oh shit! I was, okay, yeah, I was close to two hundred k followers, so it was definitely growing. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, my following went up like crazy. Definitely talked to a lot of different sponsors. You know, it gave me feedback. What should I do to you know more following and stuff? And, yeah, um, yeah, man, a lot of international followers. So business went up even more as far as my posing. I do posing online, so that went up tremendously. So it helped me in all aspects. So it sounds to me like from when you're talking that your upbringing was kind of like you didn't come from money at all. No. Well, my parents, you know, they took care of me and stuff like that, man. But it was, it's always, it was always a struggle for me to do extra things like bodybuilding. You know, that was, that was just really breaking my pocket, you know? So yeah. it was a risk. What did you do for work? Like when you're coming up, like how did you manage to pay Um, the bills? I I used to work at GNC. Okay. I didn't pay shit. Though. I was like eight, like barely eight dollar, you know, an hour job. I was getting like twenty hours a week, you know. Yeah. So that was really nothing. I did yeah. personal training too on the side too as well. But working for a gym, they take a you know a certain percentage when you train, so you don't get everything. So yeah, that sucked too. Working long hours and getting paid like a five hundred dollars check over you know two weeks. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so what were what were like some staples of food? Like I know when I was coming up. And I was broke ass. I was eating a lot of food I probably wouldn't eat now. You know, a lot of tuna, stuff like that. What were, what were some meals? Are, is the food you're eating now the same as the food you're eating then, or has it changed? It's changed. Like, I got meal prep sponsors, bro. I don't even cook. I don't ask how I cook. I've been having meal prep sponsors since, you know, after the Arnold. I don't even know how it feels. Um, but at the time, like Tampa Pro, I was prepping off a of ground turkey a lot. Yeah. Uh, I bought chicken here and there, but just a lot of ground turkey and stuff. No red meat. Um, that was kind of being too expensive to keep up. Just the cheap stuff. Yeah, it's the cheap stuff, man. Um, just I get like the real big thing of ground turkey and shit like that, bro. Or you know, sometimes um, my granddad, he'll buy me ground turkey. And I'll, you know, do it that way. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So you went, from, you went from ground turkey to I don't even cook my own food anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So, okay, so let's get into a little bit of the X's and O's. What, how did you build this physique, man? I've noticed 
your, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen again. I noticed your re most recent photo you posted. This is crazy, man. I think people want to know, like, we'll start with the, we'll start with the diet. Like, what are you, what, what's a regular meal for you? Like, what are you eating every day? To, like, this is 200, um, this is 212 pounds and you look like you're five weeks out. <laughs> like, yeah, this is crazy, this man. Is crazy. Um, I'm, my diet is about 80% clean and the rest is pretty much dirty. So um, I don't want none of you guys that's watching this video to follow my damn diet and shit because it may not work for you. But um, I kind of eat whatever I want at nighttime. Uh, that works for me. Um, during the day, I eat pretty clean. Um, I'll do shakes or I'll try to keep my meals around 600 calories, 600, 700 calories per meal. Mm. Um, chicken and rice, uh, beef and rice for my meal prep sponsor, Made to Macro. Shout out to her. And uh, just a simple, bro. This, this is no different. I eat Chipotle every day. No shame about it. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It is very, it's very different because I don't know anybody who looks like this who's doing what you described. So I do. I, I admit it, man. I, I say it all the time. I'm no, like, no, I know. I, I just like I do. I do an eighty twenty diet too, where I'm like, okay, you know, I eat some junk and I eat my clean stuff too. But it sounds like, but I don't also don't look like this. So. What is your, okay, meal one, meal two, meal three, meal four, are they all clean or no? Yes. Okay, what about five and six? Is that where it starts to fall off? I, I usually throw a Chipotle meal or sometimes, so typically in the morning I'll do a shake every morning. Um, I'll do a fast food shake. We got like a whole food supplement from Blackstone Labs. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do that shake and I'll do like my meals, like meal two, my pre-workout meal is my prep meal sponsor. Post-meal workout, usually Chipotle all the time. <laughs> and after Chipotle, I'll do another clean meal. What do you, what do you, wait, wait, what do you get at Chipotle? I want to know. I'll get double rice, double chicken, sour cream, black beans, lettuce, and cheese. Okay, that's and, not that, uh, that's get, not that bad. No, and I get one like, their own, you know, one of their sweet drinks and I'll drink after that. I drink, <laughs> I drink it with that. Yeah. Um, do it every day. My coaches know. He's perfectly fine with it. Um, well, if you look like that, fuck, why not? I mean, I would do too. So, I mean, meal four, you go back to clean? I do a clean meal, meal five and six. I kind of kind of get whatever I want. I may go to Chick-fil-A or I may uh, Chick-fil-A or something like that. I don't really go for burger and fries that much and stuff like that. Or yeah. sometimes out the week I may throw in a huge-ass pizza. Um, but that was works for me. <laughs> I mean. You know how crazy that is, right? I repeat all over again, bro. Like, I feel like people don't be truthful about their diet. Yeah. Sometimes to me. And I feel like if I can be honest and show people, like, this is, this is the real, like, this is what I do, you know, yeah. no shame, you know. But I don't think anybody, the average person can't do that. You know that, right? Like, yeah, 100%. You, like you're obviously genetics are built for this kind of thing. And you're, you're, you know, your body burns through fat, obviously pretty quickly to be able to get through all that food and not, and still look the way you look. Um, what about contest time? Are you still kind of cheating and all that stuff during contest time or you clean it up a lot? No, it's 100% clean doing contests. I don't even, really? we don't even do like no cheat meals or nothing. No, this is straight well, clean. I, I only ask because it looks like in the off season, it looks like you need a little bit of junk food just to look like, just to fill your body out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I just wonder like sometimes when guys are like that, they have to have more cheats when they diet. And for, for me, my coach just, he just upped my calories more. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't even do cheats. I think for the Olympia, I don't even like to say cheap, but even during Olympia, I had a burger and fries. I was like two weeks out because 
we was just doing experiment type things at the time. Yeah. That was the only time I had a burger and fries, man, for the whole entire 13 weeks of the Olympia. I mean, he just feeds me, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. A lot of people don't realize a lot of people, especially nowadays, it's more common that in a 13 week diet, people have cheats like every single week. Yeah. They, they think they need it. And you're telling me you did 13 weeks of like one cheat meal. Yes. A hundred percent. And you look phenomenal. So I like, we, I guess we, we can say we don't really need it. Like not everybody needs it. No, I mean, I, I guess it all depends on the body, man. You can't really tell. It's mm-hmm. like, I have a client, a bikini girl client. I've been prepping for almost a year now. And anytime I do like a, a cheat like that, like sushi or anything, she gets very bloated. So it's like, for me, I just have to feed her clean food. I can't do dirty meals. So mm-hmm. everybody's different, you know? And for me, he just up my food up. That's it. Yeah. So is this, so is this how you're, so about the, well, we'll stick with the X's and O's and we'll go to the business of bodybuilding. But um, as far as training goes, I saw a couple of your training clips. You train pretty heavy. Yeah, I train hard as fuck, bro. And that's, that's mainly <laughs> comes from my position. I, I, I train, I train pissed off. Um, I look up to Brent Warren, guy, how they train. And that's exactly how I train. Like, so yeah. you go to my videos on Instagram and see them. Um, I train fucking hard as fuck, bro. And that's another thing. I think that separates my physique from a lot of people is my training. Yeah. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that about you. Usually when you see, and I, I, I don't mean this as a knock at all. It's actually a, a compliment, but usually when you see pretty physiques, the training is not as hardcore. <clears throat> and then when I saw your training, I'm like, this guy trains like a branch Warren or a guy Cicerino, but you still have that pretty shape. So yeah, how do you do it, bro? Do you think, but do you think training like that can change your physique in a negative way? Or are you confident that it's what you need to do? That's what I need to do. I'm confident. Yeah. I don't think it'll change me in a negative way. I mean, if I live like a power lifter or something, maybe, yeah, yeah. but I don't, you know, Yeah. I just like to lift heavy ass weights and just a lot of fucking reps. Yeah. I know. What did I see you do? I was watching you. I don't know if it was rowing or benching, but you're toying with, you were just throwing around 315, I think for a barbell row, like it was nothing. So this is like, have you always trained that way? Yes, 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 yes. Um, during the Arnold prep, no, I was, during the Arnold prep, I was doing out of six S of 20. That's why I was working with Flex Will at the time. Mm-hmm. And after once I stopped working with him, I just started, you know, going back to my heavy volume training. Okay. And over time, I just got stronger and just been more intense every time. So is it, is it heavy? Like when I think of Branch Warren, I think heavy and high volume. Yes. Is that what you're doing? Yes. So, like, you might go in for back and do, like, 20 sets? Not 20 sets, but I'll probably do, like, maybe 10 sets or whatever. Like, when I do yeah. dumbbells, like, when I do chest, for instance, yesterday I did chest. I'll yeah. start with 60s. I'll do yeah. 75, 80, 95s. I ended off with 150s yesterday, so I did total, like, 12 sets. That was yeah, first yeah, exercise. Yeah. But you're really yeah. only the last three count. Like, yeah. you're, only, you're only counting, like, after the 120s, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I work so, in sets while I'm struggling. So you're training super high volume, but you're only, but as far as working sets go, you're just kind of peaking at about the last. About three or four working sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still a lot of volume, man. You did like, talking about doing 12 sets for the first exercise. Shit. Yeah, I just have a lot of endurance. I've been doing that, so it's like, I'm just, that's why I don't like training with certain people too, bro, because they can't train that way. Yeah. They're used to like a warm-up set, stretching. Okay, we're going to do four sets. Four sets is not enough for me. I like to feel like I gave all in my first exercise and let's, let's go to the second exercise. That's just how I train. So when you train legs, what's, what's it look like when you train legs? 
Like, what do you start with when you train legs? Um, on average, I usually leg extension. I always do leg extension first. Okay. I'll do probably close to about ten sets of that. I'll just keep going. Um, I usually just go till I hit the full stack, and I maybe do like two to three sets with the full stack, and then um, I always go to like a hack squat because my knees be nice and warm, and I just add a plate one at a time. Yeah, and then I usually end off probably about like five or six plates on the hack squat. You know, okay. just. Uh, Go for just failure reps. I don't really count the reps. I'll just go. Um, always throw in lunges. I don't barbell squat. My lower back is shit. Okay. Um, just a lot of leg press and extensions and lunges and stuff like that. That's crazy. I had never heard anybody train out like that. Like that. I don't know anybody. Like even Branch, you know, and I think of Branch and I think of Geisterson, you know, and I think of like Jay Cutler. They're all high volume guys. I've never heard of anybody doing that many sets. And it seems, but it's working for you. Like obviously whatever yeah. you I have close friends. They'd be like, well, you got to chill out with that, man. They don't want you to get hurt. I'd be like, I'm just, I just feel good. When I go to the gym, I'm like, fuck it. Why not? I'm waste my energy. Do I you mean, think, just, do you think you would be, and I'm not implying this at all. I'm just, I'm literally just asking. Do you think you would be better if you pulled back? Like on some sets and stuff? Like, let's say you pulled back the volume from 10 sets to six. Like your first exercise, say you did 10 sets, right? Okay. Instead of doing all those feeder sets that aren't aren't really working sets, they're just kind of feeder okay. sets. Do you think you your body would be even better than it already is if it was more condensed and focused into like five sets? I believe it probably would. I don't really know. I maybe have to try it out to see yeah. my own just experience that I really wouldn't know. I'm just so used to training that way. You know. Well, the re- the reason I say that is. I used to destroy my body. I don't think I ever did that much volume, but I used to like really, really go hard. And I didn't really know what feeder sets were. I used to just go to failure on every set. And uh, when John Meadows took over my training, like when I was 35, he's like, or 34, he's like, we're going to pull all this shit back. And I started doing his training, which was less volume, still volume, but less volume. And my body just got better, like better. better. Over the course of the year, I noticed everything, everything got better. So, like I said, I'm not implying anything because your physique is already amazing. I'm just curious if it's ever something you've ever thought about or considered. No, it would make sense. And, then, and, and believe it or not, for people that's watching this too as well on YouTube and everything, when I do this many sets and stuff, which I know it sounds crazy, I may do like three exercises yeah. or three to four exercises. I don't do like five, six exercises in a day. Yeah. There's no way I can do that. But yeah. yeah. Like you say, I, I, I think I do sometimes, I do a lot of warm-up sets. I do a lot of, you know, I guess sets that really don't matter versus yeah. working sets. But yeah. I just throw those in and just count that as a set and go from yeah. there. Do you, um, do you think a lot of that or any of that came from playing football? Because I noticed your, your couple of your football clips, you look like you're pretty impressive. What happened with football and why didn't you continue that way? Um, I, I, what it was, what it was. I only played two years in high school. My mom didn't let me really play that much in high school due to my grades. What is this from? Is this from high school? That was my senior year right there. So my senior year was my breakout year. I had lots of highlights, um, a lot of yards, a good bit of touchdowns and stuff. <laughs> you just, just like nobody's even within fucking touch. Look, you, oh, just no, blow by, you just blew by everybody here. I don't know what the hell they was doing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they was doing. I remember that play like it was nothing. Man. What? But why, if, okay, if you, if you stand out this much, I mean, did you just not have a passion for football or your mom wouldn't let I only, you play? Well, I only played one year, my senior year, man. And yeah. um, I played my senior year, bro. And um, 
it wasn't really enough footage to to, to show off. So I, after I uh, graduated high school, I was doing walk-ons at colleges. I was doing like camps and stuff. I did like four walk-ons. Okay. I did camps and all that stuff, and I just didn't make the team. So my last team I wanted to try out was Georgia Military College. They were like the number one ranked JUCO school in the nation. So okay. these guys just got D1 Division One players just going back because they got bad grades. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like 160 something pounds trying out for running back. So five, too, probably like five four at the time. So it was they wasn't looking at me at all. Too small, eh? Yeah, I was too small. Um, I know people say size don't matter. It does matter to a certain extent in football, especially trying for college. I was fast as shit. Yeah. I went to state and track, but I didn't have the size. Not compared to those 200-pound 5'5 running backs. Yeah. No, it, yeah. And football in Canada is not what it is in the U.S. I've, I've been to some high schools in the U.S. to see what their, their, their football programs are like. It's insane. But even for me, like, I got letters from some of the, um, the frat people and the university people here in Canada but I'm like, I'm 5'9", and I play defensive line. I'm like, they're not looking at anybody that's 5'9", to play defensive line. Like, I just, I'm right. like, it's just, I'm too short. I'm not, it's never ever going to work. So I just, I kind of left it after high school. That was it. So you made an educated decision. So you also ran track, though, too. Yeah, I did track um, twice. No, actually once in high school. I fucked around, went to state. So I was very good, man. If If I had my whole, you know, if I did every year, no doubt about it, I would have been out of college playing ball or running track somewhere. But mm-hmm. once I um, didn't make that last tryout, I just, I just like, you know, I said, fuck it. I got to find me another passion. What'd you run in track? I did a hundred meter. What was the fastest the time you ever, what was the fastest time you ever ran? Uh, I think it was a 10, nine, but that was, that was 10, nine. I mean, that was pretty fast for, for, for me. I was like yeah. five, three and a half. Yeah. So I'm racing against guys that's six foot. You know, I'm racing against stride. Yeah. Uh, state, I got my ass chewed up. But at the regular meets, I used to burn them dudes all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was definitely fast, man. Yeah. Um, so what's going on with the business side of bodybuilding? You're sponsored by Blackstone Labs. What else do you do? Do you do anything else that people should know about that helps you with your lifestyle? Uh, you guys, um, I actually do posing too as well. Um, okay. Posing is another big thing that I, I take pride in, mm-hmm. especially started working with Flex Wheeler. Um, that definitely you know helped me tremendously with my posing and flow. And so I do online posing as well. I do online coaching too. Okay. And uh, that's usually the main two things that I'm doing. Um, how, many, how, many, how many clients do you have right now? Uh, I would say I probably got like 20, about 20 something clients, but I don't, I'm not 100%, you know, giving all on my training, so I'm not really trying to take on many clients. But the clients I do have, they've been sticking with me for a long time. So, you know, they're keeping yeah. me on my toes. I love it. I like helping people out. I don't think when, you know, when I talk to somebody that's coaching and they say have, they have 200 clients, I don't know if I feel like all 200 are getting enough attention. So if you say you only have 20, it feels more realistic to me that you're actually helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I talk to them literally almost every day, bro. Like, they'll shoot me a text message. I talk to them, conversate with them. They tell me yeah. a PR they did. So, you know, I'm constantly, you know, talking to them. So, yeah. you got to have that time. So, posing is your thing. Um, I want to play a clip from your New York posing. Is this your one of your best posing routines, you think? Uh, go, to, go to the Olympia on my, on my Instagram. 
should be on my Instagram actually. I wonder if it's okay. Let me see here. Instagram. Whereabouts do you think? Anywhere. Uh, I could, it'd probably be easier to find it on YouTube. Okay, go on YouTube. Type of Camp Pearson Olympia. Is this one? Okay, go to right there. That one right there. So this is your posing routine. We all got to wait for the ads. <laughs> so this is your, is this your like passion in bodybuilding? Yeah, man. I love it, man. It's weird because bodybuilders either like are one way or the other. They either love posing or it's like an afterthought and they just get uncomfortable about it. I love it, man. I love it. Believe it or not, man, every posing routine I've done, it was uh, freestyle. Yeah, that's what I used to do, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm as good as you. I haven't seen you pose yet. So this is the, the Olympia that just passed? Yes. All right. For those people listening, go to Keon Pearson posing routine, Mr. Olympia classic physique 2019 finals. And you get to see a pretty amazing physique in action. I mean, you flow really well. Everything, you look really comfortable on stage, which is crazy because it's the biggest stage in bodybuilding. Yeah, man, I was definitely comfortable, man. It was. Is it weird to you that you're comfortable at 24 or 25 on the biggest stage in bodybuilding? Like, you don't look nervous at all. Um, Believe it or not, my heart was being fast as shit when I first. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, man, but on that stage, I didn't realize how far back I was on that stage. What, um, what do you mean? Like, I'm so close to the entrance of the stage. I wasn't really like. Oh, you didn't move all the way out. I can see the red stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize how big it was, man. And yeah. So once you see here, I start walking to the crowd. Yeah. I was like, shit. I'm like too far back. <laughs> that's, when I came, that's when I came up. Yeah. You know what? It's pretty cool. I when I used to do my posing routines, I would, uh, you know, you have to time the walk out to the center of the stage. Right. So I would get my music set up and I would time my walk out to the center of the stage. And then when I first did my very first Arnold's, I was like, this stage is twice the fucking size I'm used to. Yeah, man. So I, so I would find myself like racing to the, racing to the center of the stage so I could like catch up with my music. Let me see. I want to see the, um, the New York. I don't know where it went. I think this is it. You didn't like this routine as much? Um, it was okay. Um, I kind of – some moves didn't really flow as much as I wanted. But, you know, it was – the people liked it, so I wasn't mad about it. Yeah, you look great here. The lighting's really good here too. I don't know where – I don't know. You know, I can never – I don't know if I'll ever be able to pull a vacuum. It's it's, <laughs> it's No, I'm serious. It's crazy. I don't – it's just, it's nuts to me. I don't even know where your organs are going. Like you pull that shit all the way in and it's just like, it's, your stomach's like this thick. I think, it, I think, and another thing about the vacuum that we're talking about it, I know a lot of people like to do it and think it's classic. Yeah. I think the vacuum is only good if you have like a big rib cage, you know, yeah. big lats, big arms. No, give that illusion. Yeah. No, you're right. You know what? I have seen some people do the vacuum and not, it doesn't look as good as with their abs flexed. Yeah. And so, yeah, it doesn't belong on everybody. No, I don't know. That's why you gotta you gotta think about the Lee Haney era and stuff. Every time they did the vacuum, you know, they was huge up top, big legs. Yeah. So you know, one of the main thing, 
dude, your physique is just phenomenal. You flow so well. Like everything is so even. It's crazy, man. You just really, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be impressive to see, you know, as you mature over the next few years, what happens to your physique. It's, um, it's pretty crazy. But one of the things we didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about was I think you're, are you switching back to bodybuilding? I'm doing 212. I'm going to 212. That's, that's what I wanted to talk about. So you're weighing in at 212 right now. And you look, like I said, you look like you're five or six weeks out. Uh, where, why, why the change? And was this always the plan? And, you know, talk about it a little bit. Um, so I think it was maybe three weeks out from Olympia. And uh, two weeks out from Olympia, I was probably like 10, 12 pounds above stage weight. I was real lean, and my coach was like, you don't really have much to pull from. And so, you know, you know, he was definitely kind of starving me. I was doing, you know, double the cardio, two hours of cardio. That was a lot for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, just fish and greens. That was it. Um, I was getting colonics done. Really? Uh, I doing, yeah, I was getting colonic done probably every other day, bro. Trying oh, you- to Dude. Not even kidding, bro. And just, just literally just trying to, like, get this weight down as the weight got closer to the show. So we're a week out. I stayed at my coach house for the whole month, PJ. Yeah. And that last week, that's when we was, like, really hitting those colonics and stuff, and my weight just wouldn't drop, bro. Okay, wait a minute. I got to ask you, man. Are you, Where are you doing the colonics at? Are you doing them at his house, or are you doing them at, like, a medical no, facility? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> we went, no, no, no. We went to an actual place Yeah. get it done. Yeah, yeah, it was in Boca. And um, Whose yeah, idea was that? Uh, PJ, I I never got one done anyway. And, I, and for people that don't know, that's when they're, you know, taking pretty much your, your waist and all that stuff out your, your gut and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I recommend any, you know, bodybuilder to do it, especially if you never had it before. Okay, listen, I did a colonic once. And for those of you who don't know what a colonic is, they lay you on your side, they put a tube in your butt, and they pump water into your system, and then they, <laughs> and, and then they flush it all out. And it's supposed to basically empty all the waste out of your intestines, which some people say is extremely healthy. And some people say maybe not be as healthy because you're taking out all the good bacteria as well. So there's two schools of thought on it, but as far as making weight goes, it would probably help. But I remember doing it and it felt good, but I can't imagine doing it like every other day. Yeah, it was about, we did it. So we did it, say I did it on a Monday. Yeah. I probably went back again that Saturday. Okay. On that time, but it's still a lot for a bodybuilder to do it. I'm sure no bodybuilders really do it at that time to make weight. Yeah. So um, it was definitely different for me at the time. And um, yeah, so um, my coach was like, "Damn, dude, like we got to get your weight down." He was stressing. Mm. Finally, we got to Vegas. You know, we got my weight down. I weighed 178. So after the Olympia, he was like, "You know, I think you should do 212, bro." Starting a lot of people in my ear say you should do 212. And Sean Ray personally told me, mm. you can kill it 212. I just yeah. a lot of people, man. Yeah. And then coach was, my coach gave me decisions like, you can do the Olympia and you can be, okay, you can be, you can be good at competing at 180, but how better can you get if you're reaching 180 every time? Or you can go to 212, reach your potential, actually grow and fill out your frame. I was like, let's do that. Yeah, man. And it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? How can I really reach my full potential in classic physique if I'm constantly got to make a certain weight? And I mean, I can't have a true off season. That's right. If you want to think about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things Flex Lewis used to tell me all the time is he's like, I, I can't, he's like, 
he used to tell me he used to take like four months off in the off season because he's like, I can't train. If I put on any weight, I won't make 212. Right. So he had to like stop training pretty much. Yeah. Um, but that's, but that's, I feel like that's a great decision on your part because you're 180, but you're only 24 years old. 25. Well, now you're 25, but you were 24 or whatever, even 25. I mean, you're only going to keep growing. Like guys, right. bodybuilders aren't hitting their primes till they're like 32, 33. So it only makes sense for you to go. Cause especially the way you train, if you talk about the way you train and then trying to stay at 180, your life's going to get, your life's going to get real boring, man. Like you're not going to be able to train like that and stay at 180. So it's uh, I think it's a, a it's a great move because you know what I feel like now that Flex Lewis has left the two twelve there's kind of an opening, you know like you have Derek Lunsford and you have you know um, George Peterson's moved up is it George Peterson yeah yeah George Peterson's moved up from Classic as well and now you and then I feel like it's a kind of a new crop of guys and I think you fit in really well there and it, you could probably I mean. I don't see why you couldn't take Flex's place. Like you, you have an amazing physique, and like I said, you're two two twelve right now, so you still have room to grow too. Yeah, hundred percent. With the shows being pushed back, man, I mean, I have nothing but time, bro. So I'll mm. I'll definitely be where I need to be when it's time to go. Do you think you can beat George Peterson? <laughs> I'm not trying to start shit. I'm just saying. I'm just no. saying. I just me and him have totally different physiques. Yes, I mean, you do. It's, Very. It's really not. I don't know if you, I mean, you can compare them, but it's like, it's just totally different shapes and structures and lines. And, you, I know, agree. you know, obviously he's older than I am and he has more muscle maturity. Yeah. But like I said, from a structure standpoint, we're just totally different from each other. So it's going to be very interesting having a, a, you know, a classic bodybuilding 212 versus like a bodybuilder 212. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where do you think Derek, Lund Derek Lunsford fits into that? Because Derek is very, very big for 212. But he also like you know pulls a good vacuum and he has pretty pretty clean lines like he's very symmetrical and proportionate. So it's almost is he a cross between you and George a little bit? I think he's fucking massive, dude. He is. I don't, I don't, I don't even see how he even made weight for the Olympia. I know that. I know that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him at 212 pounds for someone that gets like over 240 in the off season. I mean that's. That's pushing it, bro. Um, yeah. I don't, even think that's, I don't even think that's safe to even I, get that low. I think that all the time when I look at his physique. I'm like, how does that guy make 212? He's just so thick. I'm like. They have to move up eventually. If it ain't this year, actually, he has to move up. I mean, he's. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he young as well? Huh? He's a young guy, too, isn't he? He's like 26, 27, 26 yeah. maybe. I can't see how he can maintain the 212. He's still growing. Yeah, like I say, he's not even his prime. So I mean, yeah. Just imagine how big he can get if he go to the open and he can pull the vacuum and bring those, you know, classic lines. I mean, I think it'd be a good look. Yeah. So what do you? So during this whole pandemic thing, what are you doing? You got a place to train? Yeah, I've been training every day, man. My training hasn't stopped. I know a lot of people be like, "How in the hell is dude still making gains?" I still been working out. <laughs> how do you? Do you have like a gym owner that gave you a key or something? Or yeah, yeah, just a private gym I've been training at. Um, yeah. But now, I don't know if you heard, but in Georgia, they opened up all the gyms back open now. Oh, so, did they? Yeah, so I'm all, all y'all motherfuckers that's watching to get jealous because all the gyms are open <laughs> in Georgia right now. <laughs> a lot of people mad. Uh, yeah, I know, I, 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 I literally have people from, like, Florida and different states, like, can I come stay with you to train for, like, a week or so? 
I know. Like, you, know you can come up, but I mean, if you can. But um, yeah, our gym's open, so I've still been training. So nothing has changed my way, honestly. Do you have any? I know, like the New Yorks is supposed to happen this year. Do you have any plans to compete this year? Um, I was hoping to compete at the end of the year, like like you know, going towards twenty twenty one. But um, we don't know. We're just going to play it by ear and just just keep focusing on growing. Nothing is guaranteed at this point, bro. About shows, yeah. So it's kind of hard to plan it, you know. So you're thinking more like October, November, December, and yeah, yeah, qualify for next there. year. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. Not for sure what show or whatever, but somewhere around there. All right, before I let you go, what's the family situation like? You married, not married, kids? No kids. No kids? Me, no myself, kids. and I. What's the bodybuilding groupie situation like for somebody who's 25 at the Olympia level? Is your DMs blowing up all day long or what? Just from everybody <laughs> or just from just this one? Nah, um, from the groupie situation, not from everybody. I mean, I mean, girls coming though. I yeah. mean, they're there. They're there. Yeah. Now they know who I am because yeah. they see what I did at the Olympia and stuff like that. But um, that helps. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Do you live alone? You live alone, or you live a room with a roommate? Yeah, I live by or? myself, man. Nah, I'm by myself. Yeah, I moved to Atlanta. I used to live in North Carolina, and then I moved here. So, um, right. love Atlanta, man. Yeah, so, any Atlanta. girls out? Any girls out there that are looking? Looking, Keon single. And he's yeah, honestly, man, people don't even know I live here, honestly, bro. I don't even fucking go nowhere, dude. I work from home, I train and yeah. come back. I really don't even go nowhere, honestly, man. Um, I'm yeah. a homebody. That's the bodybuilding life, though, man. That's how we all are. Yeah, I mean, most I ever go out is if I go to expos and I travel and stuff yeah. and I go out from there, you know. I don't know, I don't know any, any successful bodybuilders that are, like, out all the time. No. You know, you know what uh, I mean? Back in the day, they did, man. I used to have so many fucking stories for Flex Willis to tell me back in the day. So. Yeah, that's well, I know. Those, I don't know how they got away with it, especially like Chris Cormier was probably one of the top five best bodybuilders in the world. And I, all it, man. I know, and I'm like, they're partying and they're bouncing it's and they're fucking. Yeah, I don't know. Can't do that shit no more. Hell. No. <laughs> um, the world we live in. So listen, is there anything I want to, I'm going to let you go because we've been on for a while, but I want to ask you, is there anything you want to, and a message you want to put out or anything you want to kind of tell people before we go, just like your feelings about the sport or life or anything? Um, I know you guys stuck in the house, you know, quarantine with your lady or your dog or whatever it is, but keep your head up, stay on track. I'm tired of hearing people saying they lost their games doing this shit. There's no excuses. You're losing it because you let it. So don't, you know, don't be that, don't be that guy or girl. So stay on your meals, find what you can in the house, you know, lift your damn couch, curl your TV. It doesn't matter. Just make something happen. No excuses. Um, keep working, you guys, and uh, stay positive through this hard time. And, uh, yeah. All right. All right, man. Is there uh, any sponsors you want to thank or anything before we go? Uh, shout out to Blackstone Labs, uh, my number one sponsor. PJ Brown, my coach. Shout out to him. Uh, made to Macro, my meal plan. So you guys – being lazy as shit and want to, you know, want prep mills, go to madetomacro.com. And, um, yeah, that's it, brother. All right, man. Listen, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate learning about you a little bit. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the next show, man. Hopefully it'll be this year. Yeah, thank you, brother. Stay in contact, man. Okay, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, brother. Be easy right. now. Okay, we'll talk soon. All right, peace. Bye.